0: Ang hirap mag-preach pagkaganyan ang message na napapakinggan natin. It really grips the heart. Who are we? Thank you, Pastor Abel. Beautiful voice. Perfect message of the song. And I do believe that's uh, that's one of the songs that missionaries really love to hear. Right? I still have uh, a little bit of struggle. I'm still in vacation mode. <laughs> I don't even want to go to work yet, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm hoping that I can still go back for another vacation. <laughs> it's different this time when we go vacation with uh, adult children, you know. We are the one asking now, are we there yet? Because <laughs> yes, uh, Risa and Rochelle, they were the one driving all the way. Like nine and a half hours from San Francisco to San Diego. That's a lot of driving, but we really enjoyed. Thank God for, you can really uh, say that God is the designer of this universe. Amen. With all those beautiful uh, nature that we saw, especially the Grand Canyon. Amen. You can't really, uh, you know, compare it to anything. So God is the creator, Amen. All right. So tonight, I'm excited to preach, although nervous. But uh, thank God once again for Pastor Abel for palagi pag may na kumanta. Sister Alice was praying to actually, but he was asking. She was asking me to accompany her song, but I don't know how to accompany the song, so she asked Pastor Abel. But uh, it's a perfect song for for tonight, especially for the message. Okay, let's all rise up and give uh, reverence to God's word tonight. Our text is found in Acts 4 and 4:12 uh, and the other one is John 14:6, 2 verses. And I think it's on the screen. So, okay, maybe we can just uh, read it all together. Sabay-sabay na lang tayo, right? Okay, let's start with Acts 4:12. Let's start. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven giving among men whereby we must be saved. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Of course, we memorize that verse. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, thank you for this uh, privilege that you have given us in the middle of the week. We can gather together to pray, to to worship you, to praise your name, and to enjoy the fellowship uh, with the brethren. Lord, as we prepare our hearts for the message tonight, once again, we ask for cleansing. Lord, please forgive us from all our sins as we desire, Lord, to be blessed by the Holy Word tonight. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So I entitled this message, Mission is Not an Option, It is a Precondition. Mission is not an option, it is a precondition. You know, it's like the truth that there is no justification without salvation. Sanctification does not mean anything without salvation. So if the goal of mission is to preach and share the message of salvation or the message that there is no other way for a person to be saved from the damnation of sin, then it is not an option meaning it is not a matter of choice or the freedom to do or not to do. It is a precondition, meaning it is something that must be done. So the first point tonight is this. Mission is not an option because of sin's condemnation. You know, God has pronounced that the penalty of sin is spiritual death and separation from God in a place of judgment called hell as the bible states in romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is what death so jesus clearly thought that sinners were condemned in sin and would perish and go to hell if they didn't believe in him as their savior and this is the lord jesus christ himself admonishing us or telling us In John 3.18 where he said there is no judgment against anyone who believes in Jesus. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing the Lord Jesus Christ. You know in Luke chapter 16, Jesus also speaks of the everlasting torment. You know again the story of Lazarus in the rich man, right? Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham, paradise, it pictures heaven of course. And... The rich man in the torments of hell. So if you talk about mission is not an option, it is a must. Is it because of these truths in the Bible? In Mark chapter 9, Jesus speaks about the worms that dieth not and the fire that is not what quenched. So, we see here the desperate condition of men, hopeless, no purpose and meaning. So, I believe the drive behind mission is its objective of sharing or making it known the cure to man's problem. You know, two years after the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a global pandemic, new research suggests around 18.2 million people have died worldwide as a result. If you know the cure to COVID-19 during that pandemic, would you should have shared it? David Davidson said, if you found a cure for cancer, would it be inconceivable to hide it from the rest of mankind? How much more inconceivable to keep silent the cure from the eternal wages of death. As Jesus said in Luke chapter 5 verse 13. Jesus said, they that are whole or healthy need not a what? A physician. But they that are sick. And he said, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. To repentance. You know Jesus came because we have no hope. Because of the sin virus. And that's why mission is not an option. This is the sacred purpose why Jesus accepted this mission from the Father. Remember that uh, chapter in Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 to 8 right? Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Mission is not an option. It is. A precondition in Matthew 2028 20, Matthew 20:28, 20, the Bible says, "Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and take note to give his life a ransom for many. Tell me, if mission is not an option, why did the Lord Jesus Christ lay down his life? This is the sacred purpose, also, of the life of Paul, in Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-four. Acts twenty twenty-four. But none of these things move me; neither, I, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul is saying here, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. You know, apostles and disciples in the New Testament laid down their lives for the gospel because they believe. That the gospel of Jesus is the only solution to sin's condemnation. And uh, we see that in uh, the modern missionaries. Like William Carey. Right? And I got this from uh, the light workers documents. British born William Carey is often referred to as the father of modern missions. Born in 1761. This Baptist, I like to underscore that, this Baptist minister was a missionary, a translator, a social reformer, and a cultural anthropologist. He began his work in India, founding schools for impoverished children. His work and writing is responsible for the founding of the Baptist Missionary Society, whose reach covers Take note, 40 countries. Over his years on the mission field, Kerry translated the Bible into dozens of Indian dialects and founded a college to equip local ministers. He truly lived up to his own quote. Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Beautiful Quote, Mary Islaser lived a radical life as a missionary to Nigeria. Known for her powerful personality and sense of humor, Schlosser fearlessly worked in regions where many missionaries before her had been martyred. Yet she remained unswayed by the imminent danger saying, Why should I fear? I am on a royal mission. I am in the service of the King of Kings. In the regions she worked, twins were seen as a bad omen and abandoned by their villages to die in the jungle. Imagine that. Kung merong kang twins? Huh? Yeah, ka na lang. Not on his lesser's watch, she began scooping up the abandoned twins and taking them in. Over her years of service, she saved hundreds of children this way. Another missionary is John and Betty Stem, They were burned for the gospel's sake and ultimately gave their lives for it. Upon marrying, they moved to a village in China to work as missionaries during the Chinese Civil War. Only having just begun their lives on the mission field, the couple and their three-month-old daughter, Helen, were captured by communist soldiers. They were then marched through the streets to be publicly executed. While walking to their death, a Chinese shopkeeper pleaded with their captors to release them. His efforts led the soldiers to search his home where they found the Bible and proof he too was a Christian. That day, he, along with the Stamps, was beheaded. After their deaths, a letter written by John was found hidden in the clothes of their baby daughter, Helen. John writes of his willingness to sacrifice his life for his faith, and he said this, My wife, baby, and myself are today in the hands of communist bandits. Whether we will be released or not, no one knows. May God be magnified in our bodies, whether by life or by death. Remember what Apostle Paul said in Philippians 1:20, right? For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And also, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. I do believe you heard about these missionaries. The powerful story of Elliot's begins with Jim's journey to reach the Wadani or Wadani tribe in Ecuador. Upon landing, Jim and four others accompanying him were attacked and martyred. Elizabeth was left a widow at 29 years old with an infant daughter. In a miraculous display of redemption, Elizabeth returned to preach the gospel to the Wadani and lived there for several years after Jim's death. Though Jim Elliot died while still in his 20s, His life and words lived through Elizabeth, who became a celebrated author and speaker. Her book, Through the Gates of Splendor, told the story of Jim's surrender to the call of Christ. Read by thousands, the book made famous Jim's quote, and he said this, He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. You know, we praise and thank God for the testimonies of these missionaries who answered the call of mission. You know, when Pastor Abel was singing that song, I was really excited to already have the mission conference, you know. (laughs) In Romans 10, 13 to 14, Romans 10, 13 to 14, the Bible states, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the fact, right? Right? But here is the question, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You know, mission is not an option. It is a precondition because how can people believe Jesus in Jesus if they have never heard about him? How can they hear about Jesus unless someone tells them? You know, like Peter and John, I believe one of the motto of the missionaries is this. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In Acts 4, 19-20, But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God, To hearken unto you more than unto God judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Let me go to my next point. Mission is not an option because it is the Savior's command. It is Jesus Christ's commission. You know, mission is mandated by Jesus. Called the Great Commission. In simple words mission is sending someone out into the world from the local church to share the gospel of jesus christ with those who don't know him take note i like this quote from oswald j smith when he said any church that is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the great commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we all are familiar with this, the great commission of our Lord, right? And Jesus came and spake unto them. I like this verse before it goes to that command. Because he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So missionaries are not going out there with their own power. They have the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And law, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Take note, he said. Go ye Therefore this is not a suggestion amen it's not even a recommendation <laughs> it is a command meaning an authoritative order from the king of kings and the lord of lords in mark 16:15 jesus said unto them go ye into what all the world and preach the gospel to every creature in Luke 24:46 to 49 And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it is behoved, Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached. This is the message. In his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and here ye are the witnesses of these things. Imagine being a witness of this type of message the cure to man's problem. Acts eight, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then take note in John 20.21 20, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. Underscore this. As my Father... Hath sent me, even so send I you. You know, I would say this: those who are cured from the sin virus, virus I should say, are expected to obey the command. We do not expect those who have not experienced the cure to obey the command, right? Our support to a hundred missionaries as a local church, is a manifestation of our willingness to obey the command. What we are hoping right now is for God to open the door for our church to have its own mission work. But I think the issue is not God's opening the door because there are many doors that are wide open. The problem is we do not want to hear the call, I think. Some are already called, but we tend to ignore the call. Missionaries who obeyed the great commission of Jesus Christ never considered it as a sacrifice because for them, it is a privilege to obey the command of the great Savior who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is what David Livingston said missionary to Africa said if a commission by an earthly king is considered a honor how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice something to think about last but not the least mission is not an option because we need a straightforward challenge It is very important that we continue to emphasize the mission ministry in our church. We understand that the church is not a social club. So let us focus on the primary objective of why the church exists and what exactly is its purpose are given by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the reality is this. Not all of us are called to be missionaries the context of that of course is sent out to be a full-time evangelist or sent out to establish churches locally or in foreign mission fields we may say that we are called to go out yes that is correct but the simple question is are we doing it let's be frank you know as much as we would like to say yes The answer is by default. I would say this, no. (laughs) Why? Because we have a secular jobs. From Monday to Friday, we are in our place of work. Right? We also have our family to take care for. If there is a day that we can go out and do some quote-unquote missionary work, it is only Saturday. (laughs) But oftentimes, Saturday is allotted for household chores. So my straightforward challenge is for our church to continue to support missionaries and not really to go as a missionary. Although, as I have said before, if you know that you are called to be a missionary, I believe the church is willing to give you the authorization and the financial support. Because just think of it. We are supporting almost hundred missionaries. Why can't we support our own? Local churches need to be challenged to support missions. The reason we do the mission conference every year is because we want to remind ourselves that mission is not an option, but a precondition for the local church. I believe a local church is not complete without a mission ministry. There is something wrong for a local church that is not willing to have a mission ministry if the objective is for the salvation of souls and the expansion of God's kingdom. Yeah. And it is also said to point out those local churches that have mission program but are not fully supported by its members. So we need to promote the mission ministry because the reality is we are falling short. And Luke chapter 10 verse 2. The Lord Jesus Christ said, therefore, said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Not on, only few laborers, but there are many challenges as well for the missionaries. In 1 Corinthians 16, 9, this is what Paul said, for a great door and effectual is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. You know, Adoniram Judson, missionary to Burma, said, If I had not felt certain that every additional trial was ordered by infinite love and mercy, I could not have survived my accumulated suffering, he said. You know, we must continue to remind ourselves that many missionaries experienced severe persecutions, trials, and sufferings, especially in places where the gospel is not permitted to be preached. They are not in the mission field vacationing. They are in the forefront of the battle, if you may. Some mission fields are a matter of life and death. We know that when missionaries come to us with their testimonies, we, we really feel that way. In Hudson Taylor, Missionary to China said, we did not come to China because missionary work here was either safe or easy, but because he has called us. We did not enter upon our present positions under a guarantee of human protection, but relying on the promise of his presence. The accidents of ease or difficulty of apparent safety or danger, of man's approval or disapproval, in no wise affect our duty. Should circumstances arise involving us in what may seem special danger, we shall have grace, I trust, to manifest the depth and reality of our confidence in him, and by faithfulness to our charge, to prove that we are followers of the good shepherd who did not flee death, itself. Yes, missionaries will continue to fight, but they need our support. Amy Carmichael, missionary to India said, and we always quote this, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Amen. That's my conclusion. Since as a church, we believe that Acts chapter 4 verse 12 and John 14, 14 6, we believe these verses. Our prayer is for the whole Bergen Bible Baptist Church membership to support the mission ministry. The reason I included even the babies of our church in our missions chart is because we want to emphasize that mission is not an option, but a precondition. Oswald J. Smith said, and I repeat, any church that is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for reminding us about the importance of mission ministry. And we just praise and thank you, Lord, for giving us this mission program in our local church. Help us, Lord God, to continue to support it, to expand it by the wisdom that's coming from you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of helping missionaries. And for in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.